Our scripture reading this morning that Catherine and I will share is from the second chapter of the book of Acts. It is the traditional reading for Pentecost. Pentecost literally refers to the 50th day after Passover. In the passage, which you've heard many times before, I'm guessing, it is described as the birth of the church. And and in this scene, the wind, the air, the spirit blows into the room, and it's the presence of God. When the day of Pentecost had come, they were all together in one place. And suddenly from heaven there came a sound like the rush of a violent wind, and it filled the entire house where they were sitting. Divided tongues as of fire appeared among them, and a tongue rested on each of them. All of them were filled with the Holy Spirit and began to speak in other languages as the Spirit gave them ability. And then several verses later, the first description of the early days of the church. And they devoted themselves to the apostles' teaching and to fellowship, to the breaking of bread and to prayer. Every day they continued to meet together. They broke bread in their homes and ate together with glad and sincere hearts, praising God and enjoying the favor of all the people. And the Lord added to their number daily those who were being saved. This ends the reading from the book of Acts. Will you pray with me? May the words of my mouth and the meditations of each and every one of our hearts be offered humbly and faithfully. Amen. I know a pastor who tells the story when she, on this beautiful, blustery spring day, was seated on a hill in a park, and she was watching a little boy who was trying his darndest to launch a kite, and he'd run this direction, and he'd run back the other direction, and each direction he ran, the kite would just bounce along the ground, rise a little, and then bounce on one of the points, and he'd turn around, eject it, and run the other direction, and the same thing would happen. The results just as dismal. The kite was destined to remain earthbound. The boy's sister rode up, at least my friend thinks it was his sister, and watched a few more frustrating attempts of her brother. And finally, leaning on the handlebars of her bike, she said with disdain that only an older sibling can muster, Doofus, you have to wait for the wind. And she's right. I mean, the older sister was on to something. I mean, that's really good advice for our church as well, but especially on this day that we call Pentecost, where you heard it, the disciples were gathered together, and into the room blows the spirit, the air of God. Well, recently, the Holy Spirit seemed to blow into a Zoom meeting I was in. Now, most of us have spent loads of time on Zoom, Zoom, quite frankly, a platform I had never heard of before the pandemic, but this gathering felt different. It was with eight former PFers. Now, PF is our high school youth group. And these, for years, these former members had drifted apart, as 
often happens, but a couple of them had remained connected and during the pandemic began to Zoom and one invited another and someone else invited another and the common thread that held them together was the years they spent in their shared history here. Blessed be the ties that bind. Their group grew from the couple into about 15 or so now, and they invited me to join their Zoom this week and talk about this church, the one that had nurtured them at one of the most formative times of life. They were deeply interested in what the youth ministry was like here, the music of the church. Several of them had been in the old PF choir that existed back then. They had lots of questions about our church's commitment to inclusivity and justice, both of which they encountered here many years ago. One of them ended up saying in the conversation that in the group, they had discerned that most of them had ended up in helping professions, and they think this church had a lot to do with that. One of them then added, yes, we heard loud and clear to love our neighbor as we love ourselves. And then another added in, and do you remember what we were asked all the time, whether it was in Sunday school, but in particular in the youth group? We were asked if what we was doing was good, true, and was love the outcome. And they said they felt as if learning that had been a lifelong gift. Now I'm going to tell you this, when I describe them as former PFers, I mean like former PFers. All of them are turning 70 years old this year. My brother is one of them and he set up the invitation. And yes, I'll admit to you, it's been like 50 years since I was regularly called Little Kirch. And there's this remarkable diversity in their connection to faith communities now. One of them is a retired Methodist pastor. Several still belong and are active in churches. One is a Buddhist. Several of them have hardly stepped foot in a church in decades. And the rest were somewhere along that continuum. And interesting to me, even the ones who had very little adult contact with the faith community still held this deep and abiding love for the formation this church provided. Is it good? Is it true? And is loving the outcome? That's lasted. Now, if you do the math, they were PFers in the 1960s, and this church was riven by anger and disagreement over the Vietnam War, the civil rights and women's movements, and open housing. But they also said, although they often weren't agreed with, they felt as high schoolers that they were heard, listened to, welcomed. And yes, they said, when they look back on it, loved. And here's what one then added and said, you know, the youth room, is it still the same youth room? I said, it is. She said, it was a shared space in which we conspired to serve others. And then she quickly added, conspired always has a negative term, but she said, I use it in its literal and original sense, con spiros, to breathe the same air, the same spirit together. Well, that sounds like Pentecost. A few weeks ago, Catherine, in a sermon, said that people often come to churches 
looking for answers or miracles, and instead find love and friendship? Well, those now grandparent-aged former PFers, 50 years later, still remembered finding friendship, welcome, and love here. I don't think they got many answers, quite frankly. I'm fairly certain they didn't experience a miracle, but they for sure felt included and affirmed, and they conspired to love. I'm telling you, as they spoke, it felt to me as if a spirit blew into the room. And you know what? That older sister is really right. Sometimes you have to wait for the wind. At the first Pentecost, where Cretans and Parthenians and Medes and all kinds of other folks and friends, honestly, everybody understood that you didn't invite Cretans, Parthenians, and Medes to the same party. But something astonishing occurs. These diverse followers of Jesus from different languages, who, from different regions, who, and this is important, spoke different languages, all of a sudden, because of the presence of the Spirit, began speaking the shared language of love and hospitality, finally understanding one another as the Holy Spirit translated their unintelligible words into hope. They conspired, breathing the same air, the same spirit, to love. And then I thought, maybe our new church motto would have served that Pentecost church well. Diverse in thought, but united in Christ. And from the birth of the church at Pentecost to this pandemic year and friends beyond, our shared language was, is, and shall always be love and welcome. And now it's our time to testify and witness to the world, to conspire to love, and to carry the Pentecost spirit of welcome and affirmation of the gifts of all people forward. And today, of course, the issues are not about Cretans or Parthenians, but rather it is about our call to testify that we are a place of inclusivity and affirmation, and that we celebrate all people just as they are, as created in the image of God. Regardless of race, ethnicity, creed, sexual orientation, or identity, the Spirit calls us to face racial injustice in our own time, the disparity between the haves and the have-nots, and yes, how we treat God's created world. And what is heartening and hopeful to me is that most everyone seems to feel that we are called, because we are a Christian community, to be open to, welcoming of, and to embrace the gifts and leadership of anyone who wishes to walk with us in faith. That's what those now, and don't tell them I refer to them as this, those ancient PFers found here 50 years ago. And I pray on this Pentecost Sunday that the Holy Spirit guides us still into speaking the only language that unites us, love. The Holy Spirit, Pentecost Sunday, beckons us to welcome and affirm all people, Medes or Cretans, white or black, straight, trans or gay, all people who hope in God's love made flesh in Christ Jesus to walk with us.
We are indeed diverse in thought, but united in Christ. Let us conspire to love one another and lift our kites and catch the Holy Spirit. Amen.